who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Hey, Madigan. Hey, Keegan. Guess what? Oh, God, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's our covid anniversary. It's today. our covid anniversary. <laughs> you know what I actually did this morning? I So I've been having insomnia issues this entire pandemic. And so... I was up at like five this morning and I was like, I know Keegan and I talked about the pandemic and posted about the pandemic and stuff before we were in like the throes mm-hmm. of it. So I was going back into our old episodes and reading our what's in the news descriptions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you know, new um, insight about a possible lockdown and all this kind of stuff. And it's. Yeah. So on the so day episode comes out it will be a year and a day from the day that the world health organization declared the coronavirus a global pandemic um, but when i went back and looked our last day of recording in person would have been march 12th which is exactly a year from when this episode yeah will come out so i think i went into like a full lockdown on like the 13th or something the 13th was my last day at work. Yeah. So that was oh, my last right. day. Oh, that's right. We've talked about this recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But like, <sighs> so I have not seen you officially in person for a full year. One full year. Oh, my Isn't that crazy? God. That so wild. Well, I mean, I guess technically I've se- I saw you in person like the following Monday when I ran down to give you your microphone. For like 30 seconds. But as that I was, was like, the last time. See you in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Psych. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. We sweet summer children. We were I, so naive. <laughs> I legitimately say hello to you two times when I drive because I drive past your street all the time doing Postmates. I say mm-hmm. hi, Keegan, every single time. <laughs> and every time I drive past your billboard, I can't not Aww. say it. Like, I have, I do you do the thing in your car where if there's a headlight out, you say padiddle and you kiss and hit the roof? I used to say Popeye. Popeye? Yeah, that was our thing. It was Popeye and you hit the roof. 
Yeah. I like that. So I kiss my hand and do it. I don't say padiddle anymore, but I, I have a superstition where like, even if I am sobbing, crying, driving, and I've had the worst day, I will kiss my hand and touch the roof if somebody's headlight is out. Like I can't not do it. <laughs> and I think my high Keegans are starting to be, I'm sorry, every time I see my high Keegan. Hi, honey. <laughs> That's so sad. It's very sad. It's but the only, it's the only uh, other connection I can have with you other than FaceTime, so... But you know what? This will take me in right in to the first news story I have to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So in addition to Biden signing the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill, um, which sets in motion the rollout of our $1,400 stimulus checks, which my entire $1,400 stimulus check will be going to the state of California because I owe them money in yeah, taxes. I have a feeling that mine will be as well. Um, I never received my first two. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's tax issues and stuff. I'm not going to get into it on the show, but I should be expecting a very large check within a few yes, months once all that is through. Be. There was issues with my taxes. There were things. So I and there was an address change in there. So I just never I never received it. And I tried contacting the IRS and they were like, well, when you file your taxes this year, you'll just get everything back. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I yeah. am now just kind of adding the thousands that I'm going to be <laughs> Well, see, that's Hopefully, lucky. if I don't that's, have to give all my money back. <laughs> well, it's not lucky, but that is the opposite of, of my issue, which is that my employer decided to just not take out anything in state taxes for the entire year. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know until I went and checked, I think at the end of last year I went and I wanted to see how much I'd made for the year so I went and looked at my last pay stub to see like year to date and I saw like how much I'd made how much I'd paid in taxes and it said California tax year to date zero dollars and I was (gasps) like oh no did your heart drop into your butt (laughs) yes but I it was okay because I made enough in my federal to cover it so and it's fine it's all fine and I knew I'd I'd prepped myself when I went into my tax lady I was like Keegan just prepare your heart for the fact that you're gonna have to pay the state of California money and surely enough she was like you owe the state of California fourteen hundred dollars so I was (laughs) like all right well that's where my stimulus check is going oh that hurts so much but at least it's not like okay I have to give away an extra exactly I mean and I I have been fortunate enough to have been employed throughout the pandemic and I received my other stimulus checks and so I really count it as a win all the way around. Oh, um, it is, but the, but I mean it it always sucks. Taxes yes. no matter the year, no matter the time, like it's the worst time of the year. It's awful. Y- yep, yeah, it's just annoying too. So mm. all of those listeners who are not yet old enough to start paying taxes, savor it because it yeah. sucks. When April, what day is tax day? April 16th? April 15th. April God, I'm horrible. (laughs) Just like all you kiddos on April 15th, just when you wake up in the morning, just take a really deep breath and take a moment to appreciate Mm. that you're a child. Just take them, just feel it and just be like, I am a child and I get to be a child until I have to pay taxes. Although if you're, if you're like 16 and have a job though, do you have to pay taxes? You know what? I was just wondering that because I worked. <laughs> I don't think so because I worked when I was 16. I had a job and they tax your income, but I don't think I didn't have to file taxes because I was still a dependent under my parents. You know Would what I'm saying? Would they have to file? I have no idea. I don't know. I, don't I know. never had conventional jobs. 
So yeah, I know. I, I don't really know. So I was definitely taxed. I yeah. have no clue. I always I babysat and I coached, so I would just get personal checks and stuff. Under I never the table. had to do. Yeah, always under the table. Actually, even with like nannying as an adult, I wasn't on. I wasn't on the books until like I think my last year working Ooh. for T. But then they <laughs> but then they didn't have to take any money away. But sorry that I'm giving everybody a tax lesson. But if you want to like get health benefits or anything else, you have to like you know be paid above mm-hmm. the table. So in the long run, I wanted to be, you know, paid in that way to help kind of, you know, support me for my future and things like that. But it sucks when you don't get your whole check. Oh, yeah, it really <sighs> sucks. It Like the amount that I paid in taxes, even without paying state taxes. Anyway, we're probably boring. The I was just going to say listeners. we're just having a, a phone conversation. I know now. that's, that's <laughs> what's happening at the moment. But anyway, so in addition to the stimulus check, um, Biden also spoke on Thursday uh, where he said that states were going to make all adults eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine by May 1st. So right now, of course, there are tiers, certain occupations, um, or being in a certain age bracket, or if you have a certain kind of disability, those things allow you to be eligible for the vaccine. And everybody else kind of has to just like wait in line until your number is called, essentially. Right. So Biden has said that by May 1st, everybody will be eligible to take their place in line. So yes. So I saw that like right before mm -hmm. I got on with you. And so that was I was like getting super excited. But then I was like, okay, you're going to be eligible how long is it going to take to actually get it? Because it's not like May 1st I'm going to be able to, you know, if I had to wait for that, because we were just discussing that we might be able to get it soon. Well, you are getting vaccinated very soon, but... um, Yeah, in a month-ish, but yeah. Right, but I'm wondering about the people, like, that haven't hit those tiers or haven't had the opportunity when May 1st hits. Are we still going to be backlogged with all the other people that need to get it where it's going to take even longer? It you know, really I just depends on where you live, I think, because I know a lot of people in Missouri who are young people who are getting vaccinated already. I think yeah. it really depends on the demand um, and the population. Like everyone in Alaska is eligible right now. Like doesn't matter who you are, you're eligible to get the vaccine because I think the number of vaccines versus the like population density. Yeah, I think that they just have enough. But we live, unfortunately, in one of the most densely populated places <laughs> in the country. Which I hate living in hard. L.A. Dude, listen. It's I want to run away. It is a love hate relationship. Um, I it's went becoming to more today, of a hate so for me. me. <laughs> it's becoming more of a hate for me every single day. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I just I don't want to see a person for a while. I really do. I went and looked at two bedroom apartments, and I was like, I'm sorry. You want how much money? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. What now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so absolutely ridiculous. But Biden is hoping that things will return to some degree of normalcy by the Fourth of July. That's That's the goal that's being set in place right now that we will be able to gather in small groups by the 4th of July holiday. So So I can have a small group birthday party on July 9th. You lucky. Uh, uh, You know, uh, I really uh, have to say uh. it. I have to say it. March and April birthdays, we got screwed. Like royally screwed. (laughs) You got completely screwed. Two years. Two years of bullshit. It's a lot, but it's going to be, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have to have like 
we're going to have to have like a big birthday party for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that'll be the theme. We'll have a party that's themed like a birthday party. We'll have a cake. Everyone will sing happy birthday to everybody. Everyone will give gifts to each other. And then we can have celebrated a large okay, group of people's I birthdays agree. at once. I agree. But I... You want I it to be about that, you? I, no, I say that the birthday party for everyone has to be Pisces, Aries themed. Because it's those two zodiac signs who got fucked more than anybody else. I mean, that's a great idea to just get like those couple months together, have a big like happy sob fest, sad sob fest, whatever you're feeling. I do feel for you. I was just talking to my friend Lauren recently too and her birthday is like a day or two before or after yours. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person. But oh. um, oh my God, her birthday was a couple weeks ago. Wow, I'm stupid. But she had had like a birthday party like right after the pandemic started. It was like around oh. the same time as your birthday. So the same thing. She's been through two pandemic birthdays as well and she's just over it. You know, I I was telling Anthony yesterday I was like my 16th birthday on my 16th birthday I did not have a party I was living in like I I spent my 16th birthday with my mom at Applebee's oh why because I lived somewhere where I didn't have friends I just moved so I didn't have any friends. Like, and you I went throw to a party. Applebee's? We lived in the middle of nowhere. There weren't a lot of options. You, there wasn't even like a local steakhouse. No. Or like your options were like no. what? McDonald's or Applebee's for your it 16th was like birthday? Applebee, Applebee's was like the sit down place. Seriously. Oh like because where we lived. My 21st birthday, I just moved to Los Angeles and my boyfriend at the time was working and we had one car and I had to wait for him to get off work. So I spent my 21st birthday sitting in the car in the parking lot of the pizza place. I went inside the 7-Eleven and got a Mike's Hard Lemonade. And that's what I did for my 21st birthday. And then my 30th birthday was in lockdown and I had to cancel all of my plans and see everybody over Zoom. So every single landmark birthday I have had... (laughs) I'm totally editing in. I'm editing in sad music underneath all of that. Just like slow violin music. It's tragic. It really is. But anyway. Look, even Dorothy's crying for you. I know. Look, I know I'm having a pity party for myself. but You deserve it. You deserve it. You Uh, deserve it. The point is, hopefully all of this will be over (laughs) shortly. And we can all be back together again and we can travel without having to quarantine. Um, everybody, though, you know, continue to wear your mask, even if you're vaccinated. Continue to social, uh, you know, social distance around other people if they are not vaccinated. They have now said that you can have small gatherings with other fully vaccinated people inside, mask off. Um, but when you are out amongst everyone, um, do still adhere to all of those guidelines. But you we just are getting closer. Inside, mask off. Just scared, I know. scared the bejesus out of me. I don't know why. That just sounds so foreign. But other fully vaccinated people, like, don't go, you know, balls to the wall. No, I know, but I, it's just, it's bizarre to think about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, did you want to talk about Harry and Meghan? I feel like we have to touch on it. So let's just touch on We don't have to go in deep, deep, deep with this because I feel like everybody has been talking about it nonstop for almost a week now. But I do think we need to talk about it for sure. It's a huge pop culture moment. Zeitgeist moment. I mean, the memes are on fire. Gosh, these are the moments I love the internet, you know? 
I know, just good, good times. So let's let's touch on some of the main topics of conversation with Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah that came out. Was it Sunday? Sunday, last Sunday, Sunday yeah. Mm-hmm. It was two hours long. Oh, they it, milked that for all the advertising money they could. They were like, cut to commercial, cut to commercial. <laughs> I know. I watched it the next day and I had recorded it. So I was fast forwarding through everything, but I just couldn't believe there was one segment where literally I think it only lasted 30 seconds of Ugh. Oprah and Megan. And then they went back to the commercial. I was like, what Rude. the fuck? And they know we're going to sit through it. Like they know. They know. We're I mean, riveted. we are so, and we're going to talk about it during the commercial break. It's, it's crazy. So I let's first talk a bit about Megan's mental health situation when she was married to Harry. She discussed feeling suicidal while she was pregnant with Archie, which is their first child, as she kind of started to realize what the life ahead of her ahead of her really meant. Uh, she started to feel very trapped. She opened up to Harry about it and even asked a senior royal uh asking for inpatient care, but was told that she wasn't allowed to do that because it wouldn't be good for the institution. Um, Which especially, I was thinking the whole time, like, she's pregnant and having these thoughts. To me, I would be like, well, then let's secretly ship you away somewhere, if anything, because, like, this is your your family. This is your future grandchild or, you know. And also, like, did they learn nothing from Diana? Like nothing. if you watch, um, I, which I do recommend, although it can be triggering, especially for people who have um, suffered from eating disorders or, you know, other mental health issues. Yes. Um, Diana, in her own words on Netflix, where she is, it's like tape recorded interviews um, that, that she so was having. Good. And she's talking about her mental health struggles that she was having. And, same thing like nobody wanted to pay attention to them nobody wanted um, to get her help and part of that was because they were part of this institution and part of that was just this very stiff like stiff upper lip like pick yourself up by your bootstraps we don't do that here kind of mentality but it ended badly like it ended so badly for them that you would think that they would learn a lesson from that and moving forward get people help when they need it yeah and I'm I'm very confused by his family's response, by Harry's family's response, because so when Harry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place because this, I think, was the last thing in my notes for this, but he talked about his relationship with his father and with his brother, um, Prince Charles. Is Charles still a prince? His dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Prince yeah. Charles, Prince Charles. And, and Prince William. So, because that makes it sound like they're brothers to me when I say yeah, it. Yeah, but for no, some reason. yeah, they're both, they're both princes. And in fact, um, Prince Philip is. The grandfather. That's the queen's husband, Prince Philip. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're all princes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You're right. Um, so Charles, I guess, and William, you know, were a bit cold to the idea. Like, Charles wouldn't even pick up Harry's phone calls at one point. Uh, it just seemed like their relationship was very, very strained. And one thing that I don't understand, being someone that just binged all of The Crown, like, mm-hmm. two months ago, um, it's still very fresh in my mind. I'm like... Bitch, you went through this with Camilla. You've bet you've felt this pain for someone that you love or wanting to be with someone that you love or having the person that you love be trashed in the media and slandered. Like wouldn't well, you think that he would Prince, maybe have some like I don't know. Prince heart? Charles strikes me as a little bit of a like narcissist. Like I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know that he can see things from that perspective. But I mean, I guess I don't 
know him. And that's kind of the thing is I don't know any of these people. Yeah. What I will say I was struck by, and I didn't watch every moment, by the way. I watched a good portion of the interview, but I didn't watch absolutely everything. But I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I was struck by actually, even though there are all the memes with the queen in them, I think the queen actually doesn't come out of it looking that bad. Like she does. The queen looks the best. Like Megan reinforces several times that like the queen always treated me kindly, you know. So I do think it was other members of the family. Like she really did make it sound like, like her relationship with Kate is not good. Um, Honestly, I've got, and I don't even want to share my theories because I don't want to like stir the pot. But when she's talking about, these family members that are not being supportive, especially when they went to talk about the possibility of the her future child's skin tone. Mm-hmm. I've got a few ideas in my head running of who she could be talking right, because about. They you do know? go out of they say, you know, we're not gonna go into details as far as it would telling be you who damaging. It is. But they say they do say they go out of their way to say it was not the Queen or Prince Philip, which like you would think that that would be who it was because you're like, oh, they're older. They're from a different generation or whatever. And they were like, no, no, it wasn't them. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've thought it has to be like Charles or William. I think it's William. I think it's William and Kate. And I don't want to spread rumors, but uh, the only reason I say that is because when I was taking notes for this, I noticed that I think it was... Today, Thursday, our time, I think, or Wednesday, um, Prince William released a statement. Mm-hmm, he did today. Saying that the royal family isn't racist, which mm-hmm. I'm sorry, after hundreds of years of colonization, you're here to tell me that your family isn't fucking racist? Well, but the problem is, it's the same problem that a lot of people have here in the States um, with the legacy of racism that we have here. People... They think if they're not burning crosses on your lawn and calling you the N-word that they're not racist or that they're not engaging in racist behavior. Because the thing is, like you yourself might not consider yourself to be a hateful person. It doesn't mean that you are not perpetuating microaggressions against somebody that is making them feel less than or it, that hurts them. You know what I mean? So you have to own up to that part of it. Totally. And the fact that he wasn't owning up to it at all, to me, you know, kind of raised a red flag. But I I just wanted to say really quick, something that was really beneficial to me, especially over the summer when I was, um, you know, really like, fuck, I got to, you know, be better. And what can I do and all that kind of stuff. And since then, I've learned that it's not just about being you know, not being a racist or being actively anti-racist. That's You know what I mean? So it's not just about saying, look, I'm not racist. It's about actually showing showing up that and you know right, behaving in that manner to actively be is, anti-racist. And and I think that that's kind of the bigger part of of that conversation is that like you can say the you know, the queen treated me very kindly and uh, you know the pe- you can say the people were nice to me but the institution was not and the institution did not protect me and the and institution could have protected you yes, and she, should have she refers to the firm a lot and i looked right. that up but i guess you know that refers to not just the royal family but also like all the major staff and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that's involved so when she's referring to the firm that's kind of you know what it's all about so originally when they had decided to step down from just their senior duties as royals, they had decided to go to Canada, which was a Commonwealth country, so still kind of part of the 
you know, mm-hmm. the British Empire, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then they were informed by the firm that all of their security was being taken away. And that was also part of the thing with um, Archie before he was born. He was told that he wouldn't be a prince or princess when they didn't know, you know, the sex Which, of the baby. Which, by the way, I, I do want to say it is my understanding that that is standard um, for for grandchildren. But the problem was that the queen had made exceptions for William's other children. Yeah. So that, that's my understanding is that like William's firstborn would have been born a prince because he's in the line of succession. Um, but the others would not have been given prince or princess titles because they're great grandchildren that's I'm, my understanding oh because they're great grand but then great why? grandchildren of the monarch so if if but then would they become princes or princesses yes, once titled they, later on they die if, okay if, our, that if was i'm my wrong question. you know british listeners please write in and let me know if i'm wrong yes but i did some reading and that was my understanding and so it's not that he was necessarily owed that title it's that the exception was made for william's other children I understand. You know, rather than than for Archie, and also yeah. they did not allow him any security, and like so. The thing is, that it's doesn't like, make any sense to me. And the Daily Mail leaked where they were when they were in Canada right before you know lockdown started, and they were like, "We got to figure something out." The tabloids have parties at Buckingham Palace, so they have a relationship with the tabloids. They could have tried to put a stop to all of this really awful slanderous racist press that they were getting and they chose not to and like you're so you're not being protected by your family that is one of that's one of the quotes that i wrote down that megan said i i think she said it absolutely perfectly they were willing to lie to protect other members of the family put an asterisk next to that Mm -hmm. but they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect me and my husband i had an asterisk there and i wrote andrew oh yeah oh (laughs) yeah yeah you're gonna lie to protect your spoiled ass like son pedophile son pedophile mm-hmm. asshole i just hate it and the other like the whole seeing the example and seeing megan set the record straight about the story that she made kate cry was mm-hmm. a big one for me as well um saying no it was the opposite she made me cry and, well, and this- again kate didn't come out and defend her why not that's the easiest easiest thing to do and especially as someone who is newly invited into the family I don't know but for me I would want to make sure that I am making that person feel as welcomed Mm -hmm. and safe as possible but maybe maybe I'm just a very different person than Kate Middleton I don't know but I mean there was a hoopla over flower girl dresses Mm -hmm. which I'm sure Kate was like it's ugly or something you know what I mean like it's just and I'm not trying to say I dislike her I gotta see the dresses I know know, curious what did they look like I mean we gotta google them now because I would assume they're still the dresses that they wore but I would assume that it was probably some sort of negative comment about the actual dresses which made Megan cry but then there's a photo of Kate crying and they just switched it all all around yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel really terrible for Megan and for Harry because even if you even if you have a toxic relationship with your family, taking a step back from them is so difficult. It's and so for Harry hard. and for Harry especially like his family is kind of his life. Like that's your identity. Like you are Prince royal. Harry. Yeah. And like you are from the royal family and that is your existence. And yeah. like so to to make that decision 
to have to take a step back for them because it's what's best for your new family. Yeah, well, and honestly, it sounds like that's maybe what Harry never knew that he wanted. You know, he he thanks Megan at the end for kind of, you know, helping get him out of that institution you know he talks about how his brother that's it's way more his thing he's into it mm-hmm. like he that's well and he has to be he doesn't have a choice either he doesn't know? he doesn't have a choice so thank god he's cool with it but you know harry just doesn't need doesn't want to be part of that anymore and to see them you know in california with their chickens and their dogs and like yeah. oh and they're having a baby girl Mm-hmm. And that's it. They're like, no more after that. Yeah. Well, and I just, I just think it's so cute. I mean, it's very like gender normative to be like, I've got a boy and I've got a girl, so now we can stop. But it's still kind of like, I, don't I think know. they would have stopped anyway. They were like, two's enough, you know, which I, which I get. Two but, uh, is enough. I agree. Um, okay, so let's touch on this very quickly before moving on because uh-huh. we're going long. But I do want to <laughs> touch on the Pierce Morgan um, stuff. Oh really my fast god, yes! Because that guy is such a piece of shit. Um, he basically immediately following the interview with Oprah uh, started trashing Megan. He said, "Quote: I wouldn't believe her if she read me the weather report," um, and just. It was really insulting and insensitive, especially given everything that Megan said about her mental health and about how the way the press was so vicious with her. Yeah, like, did he even watch it or was he just reading the highlights and making evil comments about it? Because, like, what a heartless person. I read a timeline of his relationship with Megan. Yeah, that he claims that, like, he was talking to her at a bar and put her in a car and then she ghosted him or something. Yes. So basically what happened was they had he he was a fan of suits the show she was on and so she he started following her on twitter she followed him back um they started talking on twitter and then like you know she sent him assigned like dvds or or something of suits and so then when she came to the uk for something she was in in town for something they met up at a bar had a drink and he was like she was amazing and glamorous and fascinating and smart and you know beautiful said all these incredible things about her was he trying to date her i don't know it kind of seems it, like it because he's then he says she ghosted me and she's talk, he's talking about well, beautiful she is i don't know but the thing is so she got in a car she went she met prince harry that night they started dating and after that he continued to speak well of her the relationship started Mm. to sour after you know he started making snide comments on the air about like um you know she should really thank me for putting her like sending her to that party or whatever um she should invite me to the to the royal wedding and she didn't and she's she's not responding to his calls and so now he's fucking salty about it so and he's after just the wedding like he's just being yeah. a total baby yeah. about it and he wanted an inside track to all of this stuff and she was not giving it to him and after the wedding when he wasn't invited to the wedding that's when he started becoming really hateful invited her dad on to speak and say yeah. terrible things about her like oh, just fuck her dad think, yeah and her sister yeah but Ugh. i think she just i think he just yeah he's like a wounded man and so now he's fucking terrible to her and so because he said all that stuff about her it became the most complained about show on british television in 15 years more than 41 
thousand people submitted written complaints about his behavior, including Meghan Markle herself wrote a letter directly um, to ITV. That's amazing. Um, He was taken to task by several uh, people of color on that show. Uh, At one point, Alex Beresford, who's a co-presenter on that program, yeah, he said, quote, I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. And it was at that moment that he got up, walked off the show, said, I'm done with this. And yeah. ITV, then he said Can't he Can't take what he dishes out. Mm-hmm. He says he resigned from ITV, but I have a feeling he was fired. And good. And if I never have to see his fucking face again, it'll be too it'll be soon. Too soon. <laughs> It'll be way too soon. Um, I just wanted to bring this up really quickly because we had a listener, Bernadette, on Instagram write in um, and ask us if we had heard of this. I guess it's kind of all over the media in the UK. I had not heard of this. I don't think it is really making the news as much here. No, and we have a very UK-centric episode, I just realized, except yes. for the COVID, um, you know, US stuff. Yes, but yes. yes. Um, A 33-year-old woman named Sarah Everard vanished while walking home alone in South London last week. Her disappearance sparked outrage and grief for women across the UK. Many uh, took to Twitter to share their own stories of what it was like to be attacked or harassed by men while traveling alone. Her name, hashtag Sarah Everard, began trending as well as the hashtag um, too many men. Mm. And then a local metropolitan police officer named Wayne Cousins was arrested in connection with her disappearance on Tuesday and was named a suspect. Mm -hmm. A cop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So on Wednesday, a body was found near his home in Kent. And the remains have not been officially ID'd. I know I should have given a trigger warning. I'm sorry. Um, they have not officially been ID'd as belonging to Sarah, but that is the assumption that many people, including her family, yeah. are are making. And then, you know, we can also assume that they are her remains because Cousin's arrest was upped to suspicion of murder rather than just of her disappearance. Um, wow, now, that's interesting that they she's been gone a week and it's already mm-hmm. suspicion of murder. It's not just a missing person. That's interesting to me. I wonder if this person well it's because they found the body i think oh i thought that it was recently i see i see yeah 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 i mean that's why people are assuming that it's her body because the body was found kind of near his home and his they upped his um charge so i don't know if all cops over there have guns i don't think so but this guy in particular was a firearms officer so i am assuming that he did have a gun Uh, The working theory is that he used his police ID to lure her to his vehicle, Mm -hmm. possibly using the COVID lockdown as a pretext to engage with her because she was out at night. Mm. Um, After the body was found, Cousins was found with head wounds in his cell. He was alone in his cell. So I don't know if the wounds were self-inflicted or how it happened. Did, uh, he, he, was, did he have them when they arrested him? Like if, I don't like, think so. Like Mm-mm. it was like defensive wounds or something? No, no, I don't think so. Because he, I mean, he was found like collapsed in his cell. Like it was bad enough that he had to be rushed to the hospital for treatment. And so, he was alone in his cell. Yeah. I, they're going to have to do an investigation to figure out how that happened. Either he somehow inflicted well, the wounds on himself. Obviously or, self-inflicted. 
If he was well, alone. Well, or someone went into his cell. Oh, true, 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 true. Like a guard or something. I, we don't know. Or but. I guess another inmate could have potentially if, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But his wife was also arrested on suspicion of assisting an offender. Stop. So, oh, I just, yeah. I, I mean, everything that I have to say is so obvious, so I don't really know what to say, but just the fucking audacity of people like this man, all I hear is ego because he is using his power as a cop to lure an innocent person mm-hmm. and then he's burying his victim near his house, which to me says that he thinks he's so above it. He's never going to get caught. Yeah. Because it was a why? few miles away, but, but yeah. But mm-hmm. still, like, it's kind of like um, Casey Anthony. You know, it was just, it was to kind of kitty corner off her well, backyard, me, it, kind of, it, it you know. that this person, you, you're devaluing this person to such a degree that you think, like, I'm worth so much. Nothing's going to happen to me. Exactly. This person's not worth anything. You know, yeah. that's what it feels like to me. And um, and, and, that, and that he's untouchable, you know, and I think that that's, I, I, my mind is going crazy listening to the story because I immediately, I'm like, okay, well, are there other victims before this? Like, what, was this an escalation to something? Because it seems like he's freaking out that he got caught is going to be oh, that's oh, my yeah. assumption and that they, you know and they found her yeah yeah like mm-hmm. i think that you know possibly some of his if his wounds are self-inflicted i can imagine that a lot of that could have to do with the frustration of being caught especially if you're someone who's narcissistic oh you yeah. know or, i think he doesn't want to have to face up to this or admit to it um and I don't know what evidence they have because obviously this has all happened very quickly so but new. they yeah. they do know that i mean they they have enough evidence that they were together. Mm. Um, so it, it's it's very sad, and I'm glad that the listener brought brought it to our attention, Definitely. Bernadette, um, because it has sparked this kind of outrage, as these things often do on the internet whenever they gain traction, of not being able to feel safe walking home. Like, just not being able to feel safe in your yeah. own neighborhood, you know, near your own house. Like... You can't like it's I feel like sometimes men don't understand how un because it's unfathomable to them <laughs> that like existing is so scary, exhausting and yeah. scary and like always having to think like this could happen to me at any time. Yeah. And, you know, people want to know, like, why? Why don't you trust police or whatever? It's because of things like this, because mm-hmm. there's one too many stories like this. Um too many so, and it's just yeah. it's impossible to know how to respond to people it's just it's hard it's such oh i hate it i don't even like going in my yard to walk the dogs at night i'll sometimes like if i think about it too much i'll be like i'll psych myself out to the point where i'm like max you have to take them out i can't like i just don't if there's yeah, not enough lights yeah. on out there mm-hmm. i just don't like it because i feel like someone's yeah. just gonna come up from behind me it's rare Ugh. for me to go on walks by myself at night i i typically don't do it unless don't i do have it to the only time I've done it, I was trying to think, and I think the only time I've done it at all since living in this apartment was, I think, like, one time I walked to the grocery store, which, you know, is right by my house. Oh, yeah. And, and that's pretty well lit, but still. It's pretty well lit, but I walk when I left the grocery store, it was dark, and I walked home in the dark. And even then, it freaked me out. Yeah, like, I'd be speed walking the whole way home. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry to end it on kind of a bummer note, but... <laughs> yeah, geez. 
Sorry. Well, but I'm really glad that you mentioned it. It's important. I'm glad that we are bringing that news over the pond a little bit. If you would like to send us in any news stories that you want us to talk about, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can go ahead and go to the group page to chat with the other listeners and then go over to the business page and leave us a review if you haven't done so. And if you also have a review on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really appreciate it if you would do so. That is the best way to get us seen and to help us out. And we really, really appreciate it. Well, I guess that's all I have with that. And that's all we have for you today. (laughs) With all of that being said, we encourage you to To rage on. Bye. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.